everyone. I am here today connected with Gloria Lee. Gloria, thank you for being part of the program today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, ma'am. For those who are not familiar with the work you're doing, let them know about yourself. Uh, well, I am a relationship coach and psychologist specializing in all things relationships. So I work with uh, couples doing relationship with themselves, with each other, with their children, and with their family of origin, helping you to heal some of the traumas in your past, showing you how it shows up in your present relationship, teaching you a new way to, to do relationship now so that you build a healthier future for you and your children. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. It's interesting because you initiated saying how to have relationship with oneself. Most often individuals think about relationship, they think about my relationship with someone else. How would I get to having a healthy relationship with myself? Oh, that's such a great question. And, you know, that's probably the most important relationship because honestly, you live with yourself and you have to be with yourself for the rest of your life. And so if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, that's going to bleed into all other relationships that you have, right? And the interesting thing is when people come see me for therapy, um, especially couples, they would typically say to me, oh, it's my partner, fix my partner, they're driving me crazy. And, you know, if you fix them, then everything will be great. And it's so, um, it's so, so, such a curious thing that our focus is always on how can we make improve someone and change someone to make them better for me, so I'll be happy. But really, the, the change must be within ourselves that you're part of the, the tango. So if you change your dance move, then you automatically, even without your partner changing, you automatically change the relationship on your own. And that's mm -hmm. way more powerful than hoping and wanting and controlling the other person, wanting them to change, right? So I think that's right. why your relationship with yourself is the most important. And when we help ourselves in this way, we're actually creating a healthier relationship with everybody else. And we become happier ourselves too. Now, you know, I think about my relationship, for example, with my wife and, and that relationship has gone through some ebb and flows. I think about my relationship with my, my siblings and my parents, that relationship goes through some ebb and flows. Talk about some ebb and flows that we may encounter in, a, in that personal relationship with ourselves. Yeah. So the interesting thing is, you know, when you talk about your relationship with your partner and then with your family of origin, like your parents, and then your relationship with yourself, all of that, the, the commonality is you're part of all three. And so typically you could see there are patterns, intergenerational patterns of how you relate. So how your parents related to each other and how they related to, to, to you. So, you know, their attachment style to you, that, that becomes your attachment style to yourself, how you relate to mm -hmm. yourself, which then gets replicated in your attachment with your partner. So a lot of times we say to ourselves, you know, I vow never to be my parent, like my parent in this way or that way, right? We've all kind of done that. Right. And then what right. happens? We do the exact same thing in our relationship with our partner or as a parent. And we're like, wow, how did that happen? I know better. How, why am I not doing better? Well, knowing is part of it. But the other part is that this has been your template for all of your life. So when you're used to that, you, that's your default setting. So when we're mindless about it, we go on autopilot, that's what we do. So that's why most of us 
replicate the same intergenerational trauma, which is what I help couples to kind of be more mm-hmm. self-aware about. And what's my part in this and how can I do it differently? Because I want a different outcome. How much does the relationship that I have with myself or others, how much does mindset come into play? Well, a, a huge part, but before even mindset is really about beliefs. The beliefs that I inherited because I was born into it, I don't even challenge because I don't know any different. Like mm. this is how this was my world. I don't know that, you know, for example, if someone was beat every day as a child growing up, they might think that's just what parents do. That's how they show love. They discipline you by beating you right. every day. They don't know any different that this is not what it is. So that belief that I'm supposed to be abused will be part of my mindset of how I enter into the world, into all other relationships. And this is why many people end up in abusive relationships again and again and again, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. So that the individual falls into the idea that this is how it should be. And thus, this is what they essentially keep doing. Yes. And not only that, but when, let's say you end up with a healthy partner, it will feel actually uncomfortable for you because you're not used to it. It's not familiar. So you're kind of like, well, then then you'll trigger them and try to instigate fights because that's what you're used to, a bit of chaos, a bit of abuse or a lot of. And so we actually end up recreating what feels familiar to us, even if we don't like it, because in that familiarity, there's a sense of safety almost that is predictable. Mm -hmm. I know what's to come then not knowing and feeling like this is, this feels unsafe for me. Right. Right. Almost becomes a comfort zone that that type of abusive relationship or or that, um, that toxic relationship, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And then it comes the mindset as well that this is what I deserve. This is all I can do. I can't do any better. And um, I did this to myself. So there's a lot of shaming as well. So this is why your relationship with yourself matters. Because if you have that belief that was already implanted in you from birth, um, and then you have that mindset going into relationships, and no one's ever challenged you that have you ever thought about like, maybe parents aren't supposed to hit you every day of your life? It's like, what? What are you talking about? And honestly, I've had people who have told me that, that it doesn't all parents do that? Like, no, no, no. And it's, it's a, when we realize right. a couple things usually happens. One is there's a sense of grief and sadness that you never knew what you didn't know until you knew. So there's grief and sadness. And when we don't process that grief and sadness, it turns into anger, blaming, and projecting. So that's why it's so important for us to do the work. And when we don't, that's why our marriages, our partnerships become the way it is. And therefore, you know, 50% divorce rate. And within the 50% who remain married, uh, 50% of these couples are unhappily married because they're in conflict all the time and repeating a lot of these uh, mistakes and patterns. So as, as you work with these relationships, uh, individuals that are not only in relationship with themselves, but as you mentioned, with their significant other, with their children, let's start off with the relationship between the, a spouse. W- what is the most common variable or the hill, the mountain, the, the issue that you see when people come to you for support? Yeah, you know, um, it varies that, you know, the stuff, the content they come with, it varies. It doesn't matter what it is, but the, the deeper need is always the same, always 100%. It's either 
I want to be seen, felt, heard, understood, because I feel like you've abandoned me and you don't know who I am. That's one. Or the other one is, I want you to love me and know that I'm good enough, that I'm worthy. And I have not seen anything different because that's the human experience of attachment that we all want to be seen, heard, and known for who we are and accepted. And the other part is we all want to feel worthy and that I'm good enough and that you see me for who I am and you accept me. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing, right? The, the, it, and, and I can see how that ties back to the, the identity that the individual holds, the, the way they perceive themselves uh, with the idea of, I want you to see me the way I am. But of course, if, if I don't see myself in a healthy manner, then that may be skewed also. Yes. And not only that, but if you come from an um, unhealthy upbringing where uh, your needs were met by being demanding, by being pushy, by criti be being critical or um, being um, like guilting a child to do something, then that's what you've learned to how to get that attention that you need. Like, I have to argue for it. I have to criticize you and tell you how bad you are of a partner and you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. You should be doing that. You see, when we do that, we're we're, our intention is see me, know me, understand me, hear me. But what we get instead is the opposite, which mm -hmm. is who wants to listen to you when you're like that? Like who, <laughs> who wants to pay attention to you? We actually want to do the opposite and run the other direction, right? And then we end right. up in the exact same place where it's like, I am all alone. No one understands me. No one knows me. I'm mm -hmm. being misunderstood here. And it's very, very painful. But again, we don't see our part in it by how we just replicated the same pattern that was dished out at us, modeled to us, and we're doing it, hoping for the uh, an opposite result, but of yeah. course we get the same result, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, most certainly, most certainly. In the new year, most individuals either set up New Year's resolutions, or they set up these goals, or they set up one word, and this one word anchors all of the things they do for the year. Where do you lie on that spectrum? Are you more of a New Year's resolution goal person, or do you set a one word? Um, neither, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. Resolutions are so much about the external, like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's about trying to psych ourselves out and motivate ourselves to do something, but it's not anchoring something deeper. Now, a word, we're getting a little closer, it goes to your intention of what you want to do, which is great. But both of these really need to be anchored in the value of who you are, your why. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when times are tough and you don't feel like exercising, for example, then it's like, you know what, I'm not motivated today. Or, you know, my word, whatever it might be, um, you know, again, I don't feel like it. But if we dig deep enough that my why, no matter what, this is who I am. It's more about who you are than what you're doing. So when we anchor mm -hmm. in that, we have a much higher chance of succeeding in that internal motivation to to help us to excel in whatever area we want to excel in instead of you know just that motivation and working out might be one example but it can also be in relationships as well where i want a better relationship this year okay great goal but you know why why because i want my children to be have a healthier future than what i had i want to be that role model to my children that i didn't have I want to have that uh, happy, healthy relationship because I deserve better.
Okay. That's your why. Yeah. Yeah. So with reference to uh, either setting goals or having the one word, you said neither. You have that why, the, that, that reason of why you're doing everything. But if you were to set one word that encompasses all of your life's work, what would that one word be? Integrity. Integrity with who I am. Um, be authentic. Because there's only one of me. There's only one of you. Everyone else is taken. So be the best version of you that you can be. Um, and have integrity with yourself. When you have integrity with yourself, you will love yourself more. And you have more to offer to the world and to others around you who love you. And that's it. Awesome. Gloria, for those who are connected and want to get connected with you, how could they do so? Uh, you can either go on my website, uh, drglorialee.com, uh, or on my social, uh, Instagram will be at drglorialee, and on uh, Facebook, same thing, uh, drglorialee. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being part of the program. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.